welcome to Recast, presented by the Baptist Union of Scotland. Each episode will look at a key issue of mission or discipleship for church leaders in Scotland. We will be bringing you key voices, practical insights and unique stories, all focused on the church in Scotland. With us today on our mini podcast, we have uh, the amazing Des Johnson. Uh, Des, well, I can't really ask you who you are because I've just introduced you, but tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, uh, what you do. Hi, Lisa. How are you getting on? Yeah, I am. I, yeah, that's a great question. Who are you and what do you do? I, I don't think any of us that are professional Christians really know what we do except drink a lot of coffee True. and send a lot of emails. Um, but I try to um, help people engage with Jesus using Alpha across mm-hmm. Europe, the Middle East and North Africa. So I'm the youth director um, for that region. So it's, uh, yeah, mm. it's like trying to herd cats across Eurovision. I guess is probably the best analogy of what I'm trying to do. That sounds like a huge job, like huge, you know, like, I mean, I don't know how many youths there are across that region, but (laughs) do you know the answer to that? Yeah, yeah, I think, I don't know, actually. I know that, um, well, you know, statistics are telling us that, um, you know, more than 50% of the population now are under 25 Mm -hmm. globally. Mm-hmm. So that would be replicated across our region. And then by the end of the year, 1.3, tri- uh, 1.3 billion people will be teenagers. Wow. Which is just wild. You know, yes. so so it's yeah. not even Generation Z. We're looking at Generation Alpha now as being yeah. the real powerhouse, you know. There's something in the name there, isn't there? There is. It's almost as if we planned it, you know. You never know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's exciting and you must have some great stories and uh, also some huge challenges as well, I, I imagine. Um, and yeah. tell, tell us yeah. a little bit about your family because your life is not your whole work. No, no, absolutely. So, um, yeah, m- most of the Baptist crew will know that I'm, I'm married to Fee, who's the the archetype of how I actually, and part of the reason how I ended up coming to know Jesus. Um <laughs> And then we have three amazing kids as well, who are two, four, and six, um, who somewhere in the mix um, give us joy, blessing, and cause us to pull our hair out, you know, as we all do. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, we live, we live through in Lindsay. We've been out this way for a while. Um, we used to lead an Eden team in Kirkintilloch, um, you know, and we've we've only just moved out of that estate after a. A number of years so it's it's quite a shock actually you know when you've been living in a housing estate for a while yeah. and then you're suddenly forced into posh suburbia you know i've single-handedly brought the street price down about 200 <laughs> brilliant so um des it was really great having you do a seminar at our summer canopy day and it was proper summer and it was justifiable for you to wear your shorts and t-shirt i think uh, Absolutely. It was yeah. finally my uniform has became appropriate in Scotland. Exactly. You know, Everyone was joining you as well. So that that was yeah. good. Um and uh your seminar was I don't know what it was called in the end, something about power evangelism, which I think the last time I heard that was yeah. like nineteen eighty something with John Wimber. Yeah. So yeah. tell and, us a couple of I things stole that you everything from him. You stole <laughs> it. Well, I mean he's a good yeah. person to steal stuff from, I think, yeah. really. So tell us a couple of things that we, you were focusing on during that session yeah yeah it's it's really really interesting because you know i i came to faith in vineyard and power evangelism some is a book that that i read really early on in my christian walk and it's it's always really challenged me lisa mm-hmm. and i think it's something that we 
especially in this current time, really need to get back to mm-hmm. of of that saying, what is God doing right now mm-hmm. that is demonstrable to people in their everyday, you know, during lockdown, um, you know, which seems really far away, but wasn't that long ago. Um, you know, prayer was such a, a an abundant search. You know, it was Google's most searched for words. Yeah. You know, people really hungering after that. And there seems to have been like a, almost a reawakening into people really searching out spirituality and saying, where do I fit in all of this? Mm-hmm. So I, I think right now we're in that place where we really need to be hungering after looking, looking to say, well, actually, where does the rubber hit the road for people? Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and, and the power of God and the move of the Holy Spirit, where can where can we join those dots together and and really start seeing people come come to faith and and ask some big questions? You know, I think um so that was that was kind of some of the stuff that I was really focusing on. I was really <clears throat> I was really kind of trying to pick up on this idea from John 4 4 um that Jesus had no no go areas. You know, when he's talking to the woman at the well, he shouldn't have been doing that. You know, mm-hmm. everything should have been like he shouldn't be there. He shouldn't have been at that time. Shouldn't been that. Shouldn't shouldn't shouldn't. But Jesus was out there doing it, yeah. and it almost sometimes feels like that for us at church, isn't it? You're like you know, oh maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I shouldn't go to this place. Maybe I shouldn't speak to that person. Or maybe I should. You know, and you're like, we, we need to get away from that. And mm-hmm. the, the other thing that I really wanted to kind of try and pick up on. Um, in my seminar was the fact that we shouldn't feel guilty when we haven't done stuff yeah you know <laughs> like because i think it's one of the it's one it's one of the tools of the enemy it's one of the tools of us as well to say oh i didn't do it so yeah. now i'm not going to do it. or i've tried before so i'm not going to do it again uh-huh. you know and actually perseverance is key yeah no absolutely that's really really good and are you thinking about this kind of form of um, power evangelism, the work of the spirit, and more thinking outside of the church than inside it, or a bit of a both and, or what's well, I, I think I think there's a both and. Like you know, I think if you look at Asbury, you know, mm-hmm. one of the you know the the amazing revival that happened at Asbury. One of the things that I, I actually met some of the young people that were at the heart of that just a few weeks ago, and I got the chance to chat to them and ask them what was really mm-hmm. at the core. And one of the things that was at the core was this idea of repentance. Mm-hmm. They were being called into a space of repentance. And and actually by doing that, they were seeing God move in miraculous ways. You know, they were um they were seeing him just turn up for mm-hmm. healing. They were seeing mm-hmm. him just turn up in uh, uh situations where people like, you know, had no hope and then suddenly were but you know, almost coming alive, burnt burning red hot mm-hmm. for, for the future. And and actually, one of my one of my friends who was there um, described it as as a first dance at a wedding. Mm. You know, the bride and the groom had their eyes locked on each other and were just in this moment of beautiful dance together, mm. and the whole world was watching on and cheering and clapping and taking pictures and blowing bubbles and setting off confetti and all these things. But for those two people, nothing else mattered. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think back to my my personal um, coming to faith, you know, and getting to know God, there's there's that powerful moment where I can stand on that for the rest of my life and know that God is who he says he is mm-hmm. because I had that power encounter. Um, and, and I think it's something that we've perhaps lost in some of our churches mm-hmm. is that sense of actually 
where where's where's the real taste of God? You know, mm-hmm. are we turning up on a Sunday and having our our egos stroked? You know, because Spurgeon said this, or you know, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, Maltman is quoted, and then everyone goes, "Oh yes, oh that's really really good." And you're like, but actually, do we need that, or do we need the real mm-hmm. the real power of Jesus in our lives? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's really it's good, isn't it? And I, I think I think that's right, isn't it? We can definitely emphasize, you know, I mean it's kind of head heart hands thing, isn't there? We can kind of go Absolutely. down one track or another, but actually it's it's something about the whole the whole thing together. And um and also I guess, I mean, in, in the kind of world that we're living, particularly in the kind of youth culture and that thing about experience and reality is, is so key, isn't it? And propositional truth, I mean, whilst it's important, isn't something that necessarily really clicks for a lot of people as a reason to make a decision. And Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, especially when we're looking towards Gen Z, you know, look at the rise at Instagram, for example. You know, they want to see it for real. Mm-hmm. They, they actually, you know, they, they are, you know, they don't believe it unless it's proved to them. And one of the things that Gen Z are just so hungry for is integrity mm-hmm. and reality. Mm-hmm. Actually, we talk about all this stuff. You know, we talk about God does these things and they're like, well, show us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, you know, they, they, like, I remember when I first came to faith, I read the book of Acts and I was like, oh, well, let's go do the stuff. Uh-huh. You know? And it's yeah. like, well, it doesn't work that way. You're like, well, <laughs> well, what's the point of having this book then? Do you know, like it needs yeah. to work that way, and 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 I realise that that can be quite uncomfortable for a lot of us, you know. And and there's different theological opinions across the board. I, I fully appreciate mm-hmm. that, but I think if we, you know, um, <laughs> to go back to Wimber, you know, he said if you're if you're all book, you'll blow out, yeah. and if you're all about it, you'll blow up, and you need to find the radical uh-huh. middle. Do you know? Yeah. And I think that's what we're we need to strive for. You know, we need to find that place where you know, we can still be the people of the book and mm. the people of the spirit and just mm. hold it to intention. Absolutely. You know? So um, have you got any stories you can tell us? Oh, yeah, so many stories, so <laughs> many. I, I think one one really miraculous thing or one one thing that really captivated me, Lisa, was last year I, I had the great, um, great pleasure of leading a, a camp in Italy with about 400 young people. It's and a I hardship, meet... isn't it, really? Leading yeah, a camp in Italy. You know, it was <laughs> the olive oil and the wine were good. You know, it was, it was hard. But um, as, as we were there, you know, a, there was people there from Spain and Germany, Italy, like all over the place. And um, they were Catholic young people, but they were kind of largely from, you know, a lot of deprived areas, different mm. different, different backgrounds and stuff. And they, they'd never had that encounter with the Holy Spirit before. Mm. And then we were able to lead a ministry time and, and just say, you know, hey, let's let's ask the Holy Spirit to come. Yeah. And and I saw the Holy Spirit move amongst these guys in a way that like, you know, like that maybe we can ref- reflect back to like into the 90s or, you mm-hmm. know, these, these power moments, you know, and I, I'm, I'm scared to use the word Toronto because that comes <laughs> up a lot of negative images. But, you know, things that just the Holy Spirit just turns up in power and moves amongst these people mm-hmm. and. There were people like literally, you know, just laying down and just mm-hmm. committing their lives to Jesus, you know, just pouring out, you know, tears, pouring out prayers, you know, crying out to God. There was people getting healed. There was, mm-hmm. but out of this group of young people, there was a group of uh, kids from Seville 
um, in Spain, and they were they were the ones that were drinking, um, you know, and smoking cigarettes, and you know, causing trouble generally. When the you know when anybody else spoke, they were playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we we captured them, like, and basically sat them down, and we prayed with them, and and they were they were literally there putting their hands on each other and praying, mm-hmm. and they're like, what is this? What is this? Amazing. You know, as as they had just this powerful encounter with Jesus, and then. The next day we got to go um we got to go to St Peter's Basilica in Rome mm-hmm. um, where we met the guy who lives there. I can't remember his name, Pope or something. Um <laughs> but um, we, we got this amazing opportunity to to spend time in the presence of Pope Francis and and wow. he told them that they were the future of the church. You know, he's like, You're you're not the future, you are the church right now. Mm-hmm. And that means that everything that we do has to be for you. Mm. And, and these kids then went into St. Peter's Basilica and stood under the impression of the Holy Spirit. And yeah. we were able to say to them, like, you know, this is what you encountered yesterday, and that's why all of this is here. Yeah, You know, it's to celebrate the amazing work that of what God's doing. And actually, I've since kept track with some of these young people, and they're just they're just so on fire for God. Mm. You know, they're, they're hungrily chasing after him and leading their friends to Jesus. And, yeah. you know, like, trying to take over their schools and just <laughs> they're just going for it you know and and I think that's that's for me it was just such a, a moment last mm-hmm. year you know it was just such a an incredible time and and I, I can think of like other things that we've seen as well you know even even in small things like of just just those conversations with people where you know you're chatting away and you're like God gives you a nudge mm-hmm. to say something, you know. So I remember talking to a neighbor and and him saying he was a scientist, you know. And I was like, oh, right, right. I was like, yeah, well, yeah. He's like, well, you won't believe any of that because you're a Christian. You're like, well, we invented science, <laughs> you know. And uh, he's like, well, what do you mean? And I showed him the clip from the first episode of Alpha with Francis Collins mm-hmm. talking about his personal faith. And he said, um, I love Francis Collins. He's like a, he's a real scientist, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. And he's like, how can he be a Christian? And I was like, well, you know, lots of lots of famous scientists were, you know. I don't think it's a challenge. And it ended up leading a conversation where I sat with this guy and we did Alpha together, wow. and he became a Christian, you know. And it was just this one on one, just a real nudge at the moment, and mm-hmm. and actually, you know. It was just such a, a beautiful journey to be able to go with that guy. And he actually works in a secure environment where they're only they're they're not allowed to take very many things into where he works, but he takes his Bible in every day yeah. so he can have a conversation with everybody That's about amazing. why he's taking it in. Do you yeah. know? And, and yeah. just, I think as we as we really hunger after these things, like I think we can all be looking for those day of Pentecost moments. You know, I, I'd love it if 3,000 people a day came to faith. But mm-hmm. as far as I can see in the Bible, that happened, you know, once and maybe a few times to Billy Graham. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the time, it's been ones and twos, you yeah. know. And yeah. two billion Christians around the world have came in those small numbers. And I think that's what we need to be hungry after. Mm-hmm. Where's where's God highlighting the little touches that we can speak into? You know, our, our neighbour, for example, um, in our new house, we've been talking to them and you know, just being able to offer to pray for them. They said yeah. that, you know, they they had some family coming over and there was a problem with the flights and, you know, visas. And well, I was pray for that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, our family are coming. Like, oh, amen. That's great. <laughs> you, know, and like, you know, and and whether, 
they believe it or not like yes. you know it, it's start, it's a start of a conversation absolutely ah oh, just brilliant brilliant stories so um just kind of wrapping up really um well we've mentioned john wimber and power evangelism um I guess you can still get that. Probably used copies anyway. Uh, yeah, no, you can still get it. It's republished, I think. The internet. Anything else? Any other kind of resources that really yeah, help well, people if they want to? Yeah, there's this. There's a small thing called the Alpha Course. I don't know oh, if anybody's yeah, yeah. heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always worth checking out. No, shameless plug there, Lisa. Um, Christianity Explored also exists, but yeah. um, you know, I don't work for them. Um, <laughs> but I, th- I think one of the one of the greatest resources that i've came across recently actually has been um the tri tri prime booklets oh yeah it is yeah you know and yeah and actually just just being able to um to be able to hand that out to someone and Absolutely. say hey, like you know, this is what this is what i think just give it a try for yeah, a week yeah. You know? yeah and and time and time again i hear stories about uh-huh. people that have kind of you know tried it over something small and insignificant yeah. in their life yeah, and then it turned up, and then it's been again and again and again. Do you know? And you're just like, how how simple a thing to give away, and, and there's even an app that's free of charge yeah, now. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, no, but definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's just about opening, allowing people to open themselves up to the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives, even if they don't recognise that's what what's going on, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. You know, it's the whole like, do we want people to? believe and behave before they belong mm-hmm. or can people start on that journey at actually asking some questions giving something a try you know um I, a really a really wise man once told me you never buy a dinner jacket without trying it on <laughs> you know you try it on you keep it off the rack you see if it fits you know people need to do that with christianity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool Des, thank you so much for your time. It's great to speak to you. I could spend all day listening to your stories and feeling inspired. And uh, so I pray for you for God's blessing on you. And you continue in your role and in your life. Amazing. Thanks so much, Lisa. Good chatting.